Episode 47 of the Rep Talk. No, 57. I was 57. like, 10 off. 57. You said 40. I was 47. like, no. It's 57. <laughs> Welcome to episode We've 57. We've been with you longer than that, James. <laughs> the Rep Talk Gumbo Podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, we don't normally do Mondays. We can also blame the time change because I loathe daylight savings time. Yeah, I don't like yes. having to leap forward. I, I'm all for falling back. But the spring forward thing kills me. I had multiple kids falling asleep today in class. They were going to fall asleep no matter what. Not necessarily. They were going to fall asleep. Two of them wouldn't have. They were going to fall asleep no matter what. They were up late last night playing video games till 3 in the morning. Bless them. Anyway, so this weekend we did have a reptile show. We did. Yes, we did. Good one. So so I'll go ahead and do my my sponsor first, and then you can do your sponsor. Okay. All right, so my sponsor uh herb's reptile show so i, I mentioned that because we had our, our herb's reptile show it was the very first one in brian slash college station texas and uh i feel like it's wrong to say it's very good for a first show that was a very good show for any show yeah oh, i agree um it wasn't ever slammed but everyone that came bought stuff i think it also had to do with how spaced out we were which was nice yeah we yeah weren't, the vendors were not all packed into one little room. It's a really cool venue. Well, at the same time, on the other side of a rolling door, a rodeo was going on. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you at any point get to like? I did not go. I did not go watch it. I could hear. I could hear the, like the eight seconds when it was up. I heard the buzzer go off. Oh, cool. Um, I went and watched a couple after we got through unloading. I peeked over there and watched a couple of the bull rides. Mm-hmm. But I, I wish yeah. I'd gone. I saw some pictures that uh, our buddy Max took from from over there. Uh, it was pretty neat. I, I'm one of those that I, I like the smell of a rodeo. <laughs> I know it smells like horse shit. You sound yeah. like such a country boy when you say that, which is the so I know I know I know our buddy ever. I know our buddy Chris <laughs> our buddy Chris Eaton that will make him throw up if you were there to smell that because he doesn't do the outside oh, of anything. You're so not a country no. boy. That's so funny. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the the smell of a rodeo. I just wish I, we went to it. I didn't go to it. Well, so I, I hear Texas has a lot. Yeah. They may have a few. So, we may be able to make a few. I think we can add that. When we move there, we might be able to find some. I think we something. can add that to it. Uh, speaking of Herp's Reptile Shows, I want to give you down the rundown of the next few coming up uh, because come April, we are we are busy. Yes, uh, April 3rd and 4th is Temple, Texas. Easter weekend. Easter weekend. That's, yes, so if you're uh, wanting something to do with your family on Easter, uh, come out to Temple, Texas for the Reptile Show. Uh, a week later, on April 10th and 11th, is the Beaumont, Texas Show, which is our second Beaumont show. That's a huge venue. So if you want, if you want to feel socially distant, that is the show to come to. Because I don't know if it's going to be the same way, but last time we could drive semis down the aisles. I think Sean told me they're giving it even more room this time. Oh shit! So now we can awesome. land planes in there. It's great. That Ford Arena is massive. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then <clears throat> a week later, the April seventeenth and eighteenth show is the Slidell Show, which should be awesome because we haven't been there in I don't know how long. Too long. After things got canceled and pushed back and canceled and we pushed back. We have done one show since last year in Slidell. Because I worked the door on that show. Well, we didn't do a show this year. Since the pandemic has started, oh, we've yeah. done one Slidell show and that's it. Well, we haven't done one in 2021. No. And that one would have been, I don't know. Anyways, that was somewhere right after <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, we did Slidell in October, I'm pretty yes. sure. And then the uh, other one would have been in February. And then New Orleans is that, then Lafayette, and then New Orleans was somewhere. Yes. After. Yeah, Slidell, that's where the line was wrapped around the building all day. Yes. Yeah, that was insane. And I, I, I have a feeling awesome. it's going to be worse this time, too, because I again, was as tired at Slidell as I normally am after Conroe. Yeah. Well, that one, like I said, that one is, is creeping up on being as big as Conroe. Uh, and then Stafford, Texas, May 1st and 2nd. This will be my first Stafford show. It's a fairly young show. It's only what four or five of them so far. I'm excited. Uh, about this that is one. this will be the third one. Third. Yeah, they did it once, and then COVID happened, so they didn't do the one early last year. So that's why we kept saying the one in November was like a brand new show. So I think that's going to be a great show. Just, I mean, it's it's the Houston crowd. I just think the November show was, you know, it was four days after the election. We didn't know who the president was. Nobody There's was a lot going on in the world at money. that moment. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's going to be a good show, too. Well, the Bryan College uh, station show was awesome. Uh, some people, a lot of vendors there did the best they've ever done at a show. And those are vendors that have been at Conroe, been at Slidell. Um, and they. I know that our buddies at, I don't want to get it wrong, is it Northeast Louisiana? Yeah, reptiles, yeah. Reptiles, yeah. yeah. They uh, they almost, or they did, or they came close to selling out of what they had I left. I think she had two snakes when she left. Yeah, yeah so like 20-something ball pythons at that show. So they did pretty good. Or if you hear our dog in the background, she wants in the snake room, but she's not she's allowed. She's not allowed in here. So she's sitting at the door whining. <laughs> All right, Katie. So you give our other sponsor. Yes. Our since Robert is- so we have Lone Star Reptile Racks. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. And contact our buddy Robert as yeah. as our guest. I know. I was <laughs> our guest dance in the background on the camera. Up. I couldn't look up. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't look up. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will get to him in a second. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, at some point during this this podcast, we will give you the third number for our Herpstat 1 giveaway for this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, remember, four, four episodes in the month of March. We will give a number out each episode. You message us after the fourth one, all four numbers. In order. In order. And on the fifth episode, we'll announce the winner. And that could win a herp set one, which is which is being. <laughs> I just know you're jealous because you can't. I am it. jealous, which is being uh, sponsored by and, and bought by uh, the Grant Family Exotics, our buddies uh, John Grant and Callie Grant. And Callie, who we got to see this weekend. They got a pancake tortoise this weekend. Big old female pancake Super tortoise. Jealous. Yes. Okay. I got a new snake this weekend. Tell them all about how awesome your wife is mm. and about the new snake you got. You can bring in our guest. I'm going to go take my pork chops off the grill. Okay. <laughs> Would you want me to wait to talk about our snake when you're here? No, you can mm. go ahead and tell how awesome I am. So I got, I got, so I'm not a colubrid guy. I did post this in the group, but I got a spectacle king snake. I've wanted a spectacle king snake for a long time. And there was a vendor at this show and I've never seen him at any of the other shows. Uh, He's been in Arlington, I think, before, but he's in Houston, and Robert, you'd never heard of him. Um, but Split Rock Reptiles, who had some of the best blackhead pythons I've ever seen in my entire life for sale there. And then he also had a whole bunch of amazing uh, speckled king snakes for sale. 
which were super yellow. And, uh, and my wife, when we, last time we went over there, she goes, which one do you want? And so, yeah, I got one. I hadn't planned on getting one, but I, I got one. I was super excited. And I know, Robert, you ended up with three corn snakes, three more corn we, snakes. We did. We did. So, yeah. Had zero so, intention of bringing anything home. And then Russell, that I didn't realize Russell was right next to me. So, yeah. That's the problem. <clears throat> That's why I don't let Joe go talk <clears throat> to Russell anymore. Yeah. That's how I ended up with corn snakes. I mean, it's all Logan, so... That's his deal. He worked it out. So, anyways, if anyone wants to see that, see my new uh, King Snake. I did post it over in the discussion group. Um, All right, so let's get to our guest. I want to. uh, So, last week, I apparently struck a nerve with people in the hobby because of a meme I made making fun of somebody who's been around the hobby for a long time and has done some shady stuff and maybe doing a, uh, a snake version of Tiger King soon. Anyways. They got upset, and I got told by some people that uh, – I'm trying to remember how they – I kind of blocked some of it out. But I got told that uh, basically I'm mean and that uh, and that I'm, me- I'm <clears throat> negative and that I need to be more positive <clears throat> in the hobby. And so on our drive – I got told that on my drive to Bryan, uh, Texas last week. So I thought I need somebody on the podcast that's positive. And there's two, the two most positive people in the hobby I could think of. One's already been on the podcast, which would be, well, Katie was almost back, which <laughs> would be, um, <clears throat> why is my brain going blank today? Brian, uh, Cusco, who's very, very positive. Katie left and I'm thrown off. Sorry. And then the other, <laughs> the other most positive person in, in the hobby <clears throat> that I could think of, I met at Carpet Fest when we were allowed to have those, um, but is Rob from Nerd. Yeah. And so, Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> As you dance around. And the... I'm dancing, yeah. You can't, you, those of you that are, who are at home, you can't see right now, but I'm dancing, I'm butt naked, I'm lubed up. No, I'm he ready is to not. Go. No, he is not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's squash that right now. <laughs> he is dancing. That was the only true part of that. For now. Readings. You got to get the clickbait in there. No. <laughs> I did hear. I did hear how you 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 very calmly talked about how how I'm negative. Yes. So yes. it wasn't only people on, on on the internet that told me I'm negative. The person sitting next to me also told me I was negative. Well, when he showed me comments that were made, I was like, "Yeah." She agreed. One hundred percent. We were going to have that talk later. Yeah. But I wasn't Sometimes the only just one. Down, just have that conversation and be like, "Did Look. Robert not also agree with me?" A little bit. Kind of. I will say the things I said last week are what I posted. I'm not backing down from. Oh, no. And I'm okay with that. I fully mean everything I said. You have to use our platform as the podcast for good, not evil. It wasn't for evil. It was close. It, it, was, it was evil close. adjacent. Evil, I'll go evil yes, adjacent. Evil adjacent. <laughs> like, it, it was evil with good intention. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I told somebody when somebody that I talked to that had issues. With, I said my problem was I feel if we don't if we don't talk about the bad stuff that's happening and we just pretend it doesn't happen, then eventually it will become a bigger thing. And that is the reason I tend to bring it up. But you, I will are, try and be more positive about it. You are a very passionate individual, and you get very soapbox like when you get on certain platforms. 
the uh, the thing that I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks is <laughs> the uh, the people that I have an issue with. I'm thinking about just shooting them a direct message and being like, "Hey, I got a fucking problem with you, man." Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. cursing, but um, you're on. Trust oh me, it's gosh. okay. I've, I've listened to a bunch of your podcast. I'm trying to be good right now. I'm supposed to be. I'm trying to be positive right now. So you're allowed to have a colorful <laughs> vocabulary if you're a positive person. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm in deep shit. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been thinking about it recently, and I just want to like, because you know, it doesn't always help the hobby when we throw out our worst and and like put all that bad stuff right up front, because it's not just the people who are in the hobby that see it; it's like everybody that sees it. So I've been thinking about like, if I got a problem with someone, I just want to message them and be like, "Yo, I got a problem with you, and this is why." And and if they if you have a conversation, then, it, then it's one thing, and you guys can come to a, a thing of understanding, or you, you go, "I don't like you either," and then you both hang up your phone, and it's over, and it's like it's squashed. Whereas, like, you know, a lot of the times, you know, people go with, the, you know, the best intentions and they go, well, we need to, like, out this person and do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, for, like, you know, if you don't want to, you know, if someone disagrees with the way that you keep things, I don't think that that's grounds for doing stuff like that. Um, you know, and then there's people who, like, are in the hobby who haven't been kicked out who do, like, you know, horrible animal abuse stuff. And it's like, why are those people still accepted? Um, but I don't know. I feel like we, we write a tight line between – you know, being able to oust those people and address the issue and, you know, not saying anything. And it's, it's a real tough, real tough line well, to draw. And that was where a lot of people got upset uh, that I was attacking this person's care of their animals. And that was not where I was going. Yeah. I was more worried about this documentary that gets done. And I mean, they did not, they did not paint the large cat people in a very good light. Yeah, no. for real. And I can't imagine they have, our I mean, best I intentions. I never watched it, but I've had everybody can, tell me every episode and what happened. Based off of what everyone I watched it three or four times, and no, yeah. it did not paint the like big the cat people in a good light. Yeah. Like you watched the whole thing three or four times? Or just episodes? Yeah. Or just three or four no, no, times. No, 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 no. I watched the whole thing, like, start oh. to finish, several times. I've watched so it twice. Okay. I want to know what they're thinking, because, you know, if you if you... Uh, are not informed on what something is, and it could be literally anything. Like, uh, it's one thing to say, oh, well, I hate grapes. And it's like, have you ever tried grapes before? And they're like, no, well, I just, they're round and they're kind of purpley. And I don't know, it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't run me the right way. And, uh, you know, when you, when you try a grape, you go, ah, the texture on the inside of the thing and the skin on the outside of it. And when I'm biting into it, it feels like biting into an eyeball. Then you're like, okay, you know what? Whatever. I you get it. You get it. Um, so I watched Tiger King the first time I was, it was just because people were like, holy crap, you got to watch this thing. And the second and like third time that I watched it, it was to see like what angles they went through, what the timeline was, um, what sort of background was going on in it. Because, you know, the first time you watch something, you're like, oh, it's just all shock factor. And a lot of it just like rushes over you and you might not absorb everything. So I, I went through and, you know, the first time I was just like, holy crap, what the hell was that? And then the second time. Like actually got to like see the way that they spin the individual people in there. And you know that they were recording for like years and years trying to get the amount of footage that they would need to spin the story. And, you know, the, the people who were involved, you know, not everything was told accurately and mm. you know, they glossed over some things that were important. And then they, you know, probably focused on some things that weren't necessarily as important. And so, you know, I'm not a very religious person, but I grew up in a religious family and my family Same was here. like, 
you have to go to all the things. So I went to CCD. I went to church every weekend. I did all the things. I went to all those cool Catholic kids. (laughs) I went to a Catholic high school and everything. I did not yeah. go to the Catholic school. My sister and I wanted uh, to, but the boys did not, and it was an all-or-nothing kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, but the the point was like, um, my family was like, "Well, you." Even when I was really young, I was like, "I'm not very interested in religion," um, and they were like, "You still have to go. You have to know so you make an informed decision about you know whatever it is." So I went to Catholic high school. I took theology classes. I did the whole everything. I took. Um, confirmation classes to like bring you up to confirmation where you you know confirm yourself as a catholic or whatever and then at the end of all of that i still went no i'm not interested in that and i got a lot of people who are like in the church who would like see me every weekend and they're like well why would you do that blah 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 and it's like i would just bring up a couple little things that i learned along the way and they'd be like that's not true and i was like well go ask your pastor and they go and ask their pastor and they're like no no he's right yeah you've basically been lied to about a lot of stuff and then they would be like, oh, my God, mind blown. And like, you know, if I hadn't been informed, I wouldn't have known that. And there's a lot of people who just blindly hate stuff for no reason. And I, I for those people, I take their opinion with a grain of salt. But when someone knows a lot about something and then has an opinion about it, I'm like, OK, we can have a discussion. We can have a, a you know, a, a uh, back and forth about it because, you know, uh, you got to know your enemy because the enemy, if, if you don't know what they are, then they can do anything you they want. They, they can just sneak right in the back door. You'll never even know. And a lot of this stuff, I meant to say this before we started, a lot of this is not just reptile hobby life skills. Like this can apply to any part of your life. I use some of this stuff in my classroom. I've used it with coworkers before. Like I, when I was a camp counselor, we... You know, a lot of this you can use everywhere. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of one thing that bothered me was one of the one of the people that I that got upset with what I posted is someone I, I respect a lot in their opinion. And so I did I messaged that person directly. I said, mm-hmm. Look, I this is what I'm thinking. I didn't mean to upset anybody, but I just I need you to, to see where I'm coming from. And and we had a good conversation and, and it ended pretty well. Um, and so that was one that bothered me the most. And what really bothered me was people talking about how people didn't like my show right now because of the way we're going. But then at the same time, I told Robert, we got like three messages last week about people who loved our show. And I'm like, yep. all right, so our show's not for everybody. Even some of the people that I respect and some of the people I like and that I call friends, our podcast may not be for them. Yeah. Uh, well, and I feel like that's everybody else. Yeah. I just have to accept that our podcast isn't for everybody. So yeah. you in your mind had not made that up yet? I mean – in my mind, I have the idea that I don't care what people think, but mm-hmm. then like when certain people that I like Aww. didn't like it, I'm like, well, the Grinch's heart is growing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I know that at Rob up in, I mean, nerd is a punching bag for a lot of the hobby. And so I know y'all have yeah. to deal with a bunch of this stuff all the time too. And, yeah. and yeah, I, I know you, well, and you're a very yeah. positive person. So I'm like, I, you have to just have it like roll off your back half the time or most of the time. I mean, it's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are going to have their opinion one way or the other. Um, at the end of the day, if they are not uh, paying my bills, if I don't know their first and last name and their phone number, their opinion doesn't you know, greatly matter. For the people who like support me, I'm all for it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I get messages constantly about people who are like, you know, I really love the content that you put out. I love all the different stuff that you're posting and the stuff that you do. Um, and, and I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Um, but most of the people who have an opinion that's negative about me or about 
this place or whatever, they saw a title on a thing and a screenshot of like one second in a video. And that was, that's what they're upset about. And that's, you know, that's not worth ruining my day over. Like I've got so many minutes of the day that I could be used doing productive things as opposed to arguing with this person who is committed to not understanding me. If it's someone who's like open to a conversation and they want to talk or whatever, I'm, I'm down to talk. I've had people who are like, Hey, like, I thought you were cool. I thought, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then I saw this thing and it didn't really, you know, fit into my view of what I thought of you. And I'll sit there and have a conversation with them. And at the end of the conversation, if they still don't like me or they don't like what happened, it is what it is because literally you can't make everyone happy. You just can't. God, I wish more people understood that concept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the world would be well, better. And, and I'll yeah. be honest. I, <laughs> I think at the same time you can like, so, and, and I've said on here, uh, I love everything Kevin does, but some of the videos I, are not my thing, but some of y'all's videos yeah. are. And so like, I think that's also another thing is you have to accept that not everything you do will be, by everybody equally it's not for everybody it's and and you can you can like a little bit of this a little bit of that i mean i love seeing some of the stuff that kevin does with the large monitors because no one else is really Mm -hmm. doing that like that stuff is yeah i mean you watch like some of the people that do some of the other big youtubers that will get like some of his uh his monitors when they get them they're puppy dog tame these are little babies they're like crawling up their arm and eating out their hands Mm -hmm. and like and then you go to a reptile show and you pick one up and it tears you up so like the crap out of you man yeah shit hurts so like I get that, yeah. and there's just there's certain people, and I guess when you when you put yourself out there in certain amounts, and the larger, the more you put yourself out there, the more it's going to happen. Or the more people well, are going to hate I, you. And I feel like so if you're just joining our podcast and you have never listened to an episode before, I'm here strictly because I'm the non reptile person. Although I say that, and I've been with you for 16 years, so you're I'm, still a non reptile. I'm person. very much proxy person. by proxy. I mean, you know. <laughs> Um, I know some of the names that you guys throw out on a regular basis and some of them I Google because I don't know who the heck you're talking about. But last week we had Chris on from Chris Eaton. Yeah, from Snakes and the Fat Man. And I point blank told him, I was like, you know, James is listening to your podcast. I'm reading a book, tuning out everything, but all I hear is like F this, F this, F this. And I've reached over and paused and I'm like, is this really what we should be listening to in the car? I have the mouth of a sailor, don't get me wrong, but it was just like Whoa. <laughs> Hands down after the podcast last week. One of the coolest guys I think I've ever sat down and talked with. I had so yeah. much fun on that podcast last week. But that's another thing is if you see that clip it or you see that one headline, you can't also base your views on that person yeah. just from that one snippet in time. Yep. Um, and that's another thing. And that's, again, with everything in life, not just reptiles. Well, I'd, I'd never <laughs> met Rob until, Rob until Carpet Fest. And just talking to him for a little bit, I realized, okay, now this dude's extremely positive. And like, yeah, a, I didn't know who Nerd was. I'll you, throw that you, out there's there. no way you didn't know who Nerd The first time we went to Daytona. You told me there was a table at Daytona when we were off on the side. And, and I don't remember. Anyways. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Kevin has invented Daytona in a very, very long time. Yeah. yeah we, we haven't been married. since 2009. Yeah, we, we got married in 2009. I was at Daytona in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was our honeymoon. We had really dorky shirts that said "Tied up honeymooning in Daytona with snakes with their cute little tails wrapped around each other." Yeah, and because I just I, got married, I had to wear it. It was so uh, great. <laughs> I was really young, and I I uh, I dunked uh, Tracy from VPI at the dunk booth outside. I was like, I can't let this opportunity nice. pass. I can't. It was for USR, so I was like, 
That's awesome. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember, I remember that also. The dump booth, yeah. Oh, those are the days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing how old I am. We are old. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I had, a, I had an extra year yesterday, so. Yeah, you yeah, are old. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Oh. So you turn what, 23, 24? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 23 with uh, 18 years experience. Hey, yeah. I like that. I like I that. Like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Katie came up, our question for the week that we had on our, on our Facebook, Katie came up with it aimed at this being more positive. And, and again, when I started the podcast, that was kind of my goal was to make sure that we stayed, stayed more positive and didn't get into bashing. And I have lately. And a lot of it comes from, all these bands that are getting starting coming up or all these bills really have me worried. And so a lot of it came from that really weighing on me. Cause I, I mean, I'm afraid that we're getting very close to someone saying, all right, no snakes across the United States. We're done. And moving yep. on. Yep. And yeah, then when you have scary. a lot of other stuff going on in your life, it all piles a on. Lot. And yeah. So I would just like to say that number one, I absolutely love how many comments that we get on this. Um, I have actually in the past been accused of being so positive that they thought I was fake. That was true. That was funny. Um, it was not funny for me. It was funny for everyone else involved. <laughs> um, but I, those of you that know me, this is just me. As long as I'm having a good day. Yes. Saturday yeah, but no one else has to deal with bad days. That's just me. <laughs> everyone it's kind of like when everyone meets our daughter and goes your daughter is amazing she's so wonderful I'm like y'all don't, live, don't with live with her, her. Yeah, same way with mine with logan um but I, I i love how people interpret my questions yeah that was interesting because i it took a spin that i was not expecting but i liked the spin that it took so go ahead and read your question so the question was tell us about your favorite positive encounter with someone pertaining to reptiles amphibians arachnids or bugs and i guess because my teacher brain was on at the time so i was thinking like someone has approached you in a negative way you talked it out you made it better and everyone was happy and there are a few of those posts um but a lot of people just talked about like everything positive that's happened to them in the in the hobby or the people they've gotten to meet and those kind of positives, which was really cool, which I also enjoyed reading and listening to. Um, it just wasn't the direction I was thinking of. So because for me, I have a bunch of animals in my classroom and I teach at a very low income, very high poverty school. These kids have they see squirrels, cats and dogs. That's all I know. And that's about it. And so I have a Brazilian horn frog who has started croaking every morning when we come in and we have a leopard gecko and we have a bearded dragon and a corn snake. And now we have dairy cow isopods and everybody has a job. And the beginning of the year, everybody's terrified by Christmas. They're taking care of my animals and they're educating people that come into my classroom. So for me, that's one of the best parts is growing the love of animals starting in my fifth grade classroom. Because I teach English. I don't even teach science. So that fits into our first one of our first answers. <clears throat> so our, our we had Margaret on here from uh -huh. uh, Terra Tiger Studio. And she talks about having a friend that was terrified of snakes. And I've had this happen a lot. I've had uh, multiple friends in college where this happened. You know, say, I'm saying? I married I mean, one. you married one of them. People that were terrified of snakes. And then because I'm not one that uses snakes to scare people, which no. I can't stand when someone's like, hey, bring this over here and use it to scare them. I'm like, I'm never going to use it to do that. But uh but Margaret talks about how uh, she slowly worked getting her friend up to uh, being able to hold her 
uh, Mexican black king snake after six months uh, being able to hold that snake. And a lot of times, also, I think it takes the right snake. When it comes to snakes, sometimes it takes the right snake to get somebody over oh, yeah. a fear the of personality, snakes. personality, hands down, is what did it for me. Because really flighty snakes sometimes don't don't really help. Uh, so, like, for you, I know my adult Brazilian rainbow boa was much easier for you to get, to get over the fear of yeah, than, like, my baby boa constrictors. man. It was great. <laughs> he just was so <laughs> chill. I was like, he doesn't do much at all. He's not scary. <laughs> yep. But uh, there were some really good ones on here. Like, uh, so Dallas Rua said uh, there's so much positivity that he can recall meeting Cody and Pia, which we got to meet Cody that and Pia. That was so much which fun. Was a, which was over a year ago I at know. this point. And that was where we met Rob for the first time. Yeah. Uh, first time meeting Chance. Eric sending it. Oh, getting an albino carpet from uh, Eric was one for Dallas. You're about to ask a question. What? No, I was remembering. What were you remembering? I think we were playing. Was it foosball? No, we were playing beer pong. No, we were not. You can say no, we were not all you want. Yes, we were. <laughs> I was not playing beer pong. Oh, you're talking about at, 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 at the bar. At the bar. Oh, no, we did play there. Oh. But we ended up playing beer pong at Cody and Pia's. Oh, I do remember that now. And I did not play. Did I, play? I? I played, but I didn't drink. I had a partner to drink everything for me. That's, I remember that now. So, and that's also the Which same. Which was interesting. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two hours of sleep, I apologize. <laughs> so, some of the other ones, uh, it's funny, some of them mentioned people that also mentioned on here. Uh, LaVissa Rat- uh, Ratliff said, talking to Dominique DeFalco and Travis Wyman. Uh, I love talking to Travis. Uh He's such an awesome person. He is for a nerd, non-related nerd to mm. Rob's nerd. That's a completely different kind I mean, of nerd. We're all nerds at some point. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Travis need, is like a nerd, nerd. We need to have Travis back on when my internet's not bad because when we Don't had him on before, on him it was terrible. He's smarter than you and yes. has a doctorate. Well, I know he's smarter than me. I'm not hating him <laughs> for that. I mean, that's why if I have a genetics question, I just go to him. I'm not going to try to figure it out. Yeah, go to the Gubby. Go to the guy with the PhD. Go to the sword. Yeah, go to the dude who can tell me exactly how it works. I love yeah. it. Um, Scott Borden said he was lucky over the years. Uh, he was married by a close friend, Mike Curtin, as well, spending many late nights fishing with him. Uh, every single carpet fest and all the people that he's met at those, which I can agree. Going, I mean, I've been to one carpet fest and then the world shut down, so I look forward to those again at some point. Uh, spending time. Uh, with Roddy, who Travis Weinman also said he, uh, Derek Roddy, uh, being at the Arboreal Symposium years back with uh, with Rico, who uh, Before is, he passed, is no longer yeah. with us. Um, a lot of these, though, came down to meeting people and hanging out with people. Yeah. And, and I really realized that's really it for me because it's been a while since we've been to a reptile show. Uh, what a month, month and a half. And then after this last weekend, I loved every minute of this last weekend. I mean, I stood around and talked to Corey and Michael Pinnell and um, Jason Brumley. And we just sat around and talked snakes for a while at the show. And that was awesome. Or hanging out with Robert um, at the table and talking. And so I realized that. Oh, you know what? You just said Jason's name. He was the winner of my giveaway for that rack. And he finally got it this weekend. And I didn't take a picture or anything. Yeah, he got well, COVID. Because Jason got COVID when he was supposed to get it at Conroe. Well, oh, he was supposed to get it from me at Longview, but I didn't realize he was going to keep Conroe's in it, and I made yeah. the gap too big. So I, he was going to take it, and I told him absolutely not. I'm going to build you one that's tighter because I don't want your snakes to escape. So I built him another one, and then he got COVID and couldn't come to Conroe. 
and this is the first show he's been able to come to. So he got it this weekend, and I was glad to see it roll out the door. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but like I realized a lot of most of the positive, almost all the positive things aren't so much getting animals as much as they are hanging out with people uh, that I know because of animals. Um, like this weekend, um, and again, Jason was at the show because he was delivering a green tree to Corey Martin, who I walked by Corey on Saturday. You had such snake envy all She's, weekend. I walked by her on Saturday, <laughs> and she, we're talking. She goes. We talked about the blackhead pythons that were over on uh, Split Rock's table. And she goes, should I get one? And I look, jokingly laughed and said, yeah. And then she walks by your table later, Robert. And I'm like, hey, did you get that snake? And she said, yes. She, 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 actually, she, she actually did get it. She walked over there and bought it. And, and then, she was pumped that she came and bought the and then Sunday, oh, yeah. And then Sunday, Jason delivers the green tree to her. I was like, she sold, she sold one, one carpet python. But bought a blackhead and a green tree. I was like, I'm not sure that's how the weekend's supposed to go. All balanced. <laughs> what life right. is all about. Right. It feels a little unbalanced there in one direction. Did you talk about awesome new snake? Did I, I did talk about awesome new snake. I told did. you I was going to talk about it. Yeah. He wasn't expecting it. I don't ever I get not. to surprise him much. It was great. It was <laughs> did, she get you, or did he get you the black king snake yet? Not yet. Even Rob knows but about it. Just, <laughs> I listen to your podcast. Just give it, just give it time. I know. I, I trust in you. Meanwhile, I got I a free trust. one last weekend. I know. Ooh, hey, 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 Robert, how you? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I got a blue tongue skin free. Oh. Yeah, I'm not jealous about this. It's not Northern Blue Tongue, so I'm not jealous about oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. If my husband wasn't so picky, we would already have a blue tongue by now. Well, yeah, yeah. I could get an Indo anywhere. I want a Northern. <laughs> but, uh, so anyways, uh, so, so Robert, for you, what do you consider positive moments for you, because you, you haven't been in the hobby super long, but you've done a lot in the short amount of time you've been in the hobby. Well, I uh, mean, he was at the expo when we got married 11 years ago. No, Rob, me. Robert. Oh, just kidding. My bad. That's Rob and Robert. Rob. I was like, he that's, just told uh, you. That's, 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 Rob. Most, that's Robert. The most over, like the, the thing that sticks out the most is meeting Sean and Lori. Um, yes. You know, I was at Conroe in... June last year and was thinking about starting vending shows and I pulled Sean out off to the side and spoke to him about it. And he, he said, there's a show next weekend in Longview. I don't have anybody with racks there. Come inside. I'm going to sign you up for it right now. So I I, remember that Conroe. Yeah. So, um, I went inside and signed up for it and I've only missed one show since then. And, uh, you know, he's been overwhelmingly supportive. He and he and Lori both, and uh, you just couldn't you just couldn't ask for two better people. So, so on my on my meme that got hated, I won't mention the part that got hated. But I did put people on there that I found in the hobby have done great things for the hobby for what the way they've done stuff. Uh, one of them that I put on there was Sean. Uh, I know most people would not consider a show promoter uh, someone who does great things for the hobby, but those people haven't been to a Herp show, right? And uh, for most people a reptile show is the first time they're introduced to the hobby. And Sean introduces everyone the right way. There are many shows that people can go to and see, and I can really scare them off from the hobby or make them all the stereotypes they have in their mind. They could think, okay, this is everybody, which is not the case when you come to a Herp show with Sean. And I know it sounds again, like I'm kissing at his ass, which I am, but he deserves it. So, but I could definitely agree. Sean and Lori, uh, they are, they are a big part of, of our lives and your life. I mean, that's, they're huge. Yep. 
So, so Rob, you'll be a very positive person, but what are, what are some of the biggest positive moments for you? Um, I, I don't want to go like overall, I'm just going to go with something recent because I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, there's been a lot of like really positive things that have, you know, happened to me over my, my time in the reptile hobby and, you know, meeting a bunch of the great people in the hobby has been incredible. You know, meeting Brian Barczyk, you know, knowing Kevin, um, you know, getting to meet some of the other really like the people who I looked up to, Keith McPeak, like being able to Keith Keith is on my meme. Yeah. Like is he's he's just like this incredible person. Um but I would say that the thing um one of the like positive main positive things that happened to me recently is something that I haven't even posted on well I posted about this kid maybe a year ago. Um, maybe not quite a year ago, but, uh, there's a local kid here to this area who comes to our store. And before COVID, we used to have tours of the facility every weekend. So whoever shows up, pay eight bucks and we'll show you around nerd. You're going to, we're going to take out some big reticulated pythons. We're going to play with some water monitors, uh, check out our Cayman, our ball pythons. You know, you get a, a tour of the facility and this kid would show up like maybe once every other month or every month if he could convince his parents to come because his parents are like not reptile people at all. Um, this kid is like, I've been, I've known him now since he was like four or five years old and he's probably like seven or eight years old now, right now, maybe a little eight or nine. But so this kid has been coming to nerd forever for like a long time now. And I've gotten to know him and his family. The first time that his family came for one of the tours, his parents stood out in the hallway and they wouldn't come into the room because the first room that we take you into is the retic room. It's like the make or break point. If you're too afraid to go to the retic room, you're not going to see the rest of the building. So people either you know get with it or or they leave. And so his mom would not come in the retic room the the first time they took the tour. She wouldn't. She was just like, nope, I no can't do it. Can't I can't even fathom any of this. This is not okay. I'm only here because I love this kid. And he's amazing. And this kid, awesome mom. <laughs> right though, right? So That's an awesome mom. <laughs> she is. She absolutely is because uh, you know that first time she came, she's like, "I'm here because he loves this stuff." He's you know four or five years old, and he's like, "Oh, so," and he's a little British kid. He's like, "Oh, it's a reticulated python," and he's looking at the king cobra. Oh, it's a king cobra. And I take out the alligator snapping turtle. This is an alligator snapping turtle. And I was like, "Yes, this kid gets it. He's so with it." So, <laughs> so for you know, he but he we do the like we don't change it up all that much. Like if we get a group of people who have been here a bunch of times, we'll show them other stuff. But for most people, when we did the tours, it was just like a sampling of reptiles to kind of get you your feet wet, kind of get to know a little bit of something. Uh, you know, Thanks. we teach you about their history and all that stuff. And um, so he would come all the time, all the time. And his mom, the first couple times, was like, "Nope, not into it." And then, like one day, she she's watching him hold the snakes, and she's like, "Maybe I'll I'll touch it." And she like touches it once. Fast forward to you know a year and a half later, they get a crested gecko. So I hook him up with a crested gecko. They get a nice setup and everything. Um, and then they come back, you know, a couple months later. Boom! We need to get a bigger setup. I'm in love with this gecko. I hand feed it. It <laughs> hangs out with me. The mom is like in love with this thing. Absolutely in love with it. How can you not fall in love with the big goofy eyes and the the crest yeah. and all the colors and everything? So she is all about this crested gecko. Still not too cool on snakes, but she's cool with the crested gecko. So they come in, deck out in 181824 Exoterra. All the lights, all the you know, all the bells and whistles. They want this animal to be the happiest animal that it could possibly be. So. 
speed up again to this past summer or the summer of 2020. She comes in. They asked to talk to me because I'm mostly doing sales upstairs now and like doing uh, animal care upstairs, not in our pet store that we have attached to the building. Um, and so she asked me to come down. I come down and talk to her and she's like, look, I have an emergency. And I'm like, oh, crap, something happened. And she's like, Caleb, my son, um, he caught a big big adult female garter he said it was a garter snake i don't know what kind of snake it was and so she's like he came up to me in the yard with this giant snake and you know he's what three and a half foot tall so this snake is almost touching the ground on both sides and he's like mom look it's a big female garter snake and she's like nope uh uh-uh do not bring it anywhere near me and she's (laughs) like he wanted to keep it so bad and i felt so bad telling him that he couldn't keep the snake um but we've been taking the tours, and I think that I might consider letting him get a pet snake. And she's like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I, I really she want – like, can't even say the words. I love literally, it. Literally. So she's and, – and in the, in the interim, in the meantime, uh, they've taken private tours here with me where she's like, I just want to get more comfortable being around the animals because I he loves them. It's not going to change. I need to get used to it. So she's come and taking tours. Uh, you know, so she can get used to it. dude, she is a champ. She's amazing. I like I cannot it. say enough nice things about this woman. So, right. So she comes last summer. I think that I want to get a snake. He's already got screenshots of stuff from our website. He's like, I want the pastel and chiefe. I want this thing. And like, he's all about it. So he's looking at, you know, maybe getting a ball python because she's not too comfortable with the corn snakes or the rat snakes that move around too much. She just wants something. She's seen the ball pythons on the tour. And, you know, most of them are pretty chill, pretty mellow. And so they are like, you know, talking to me about maybe getting a snake. And so we figure something out. I, you know, I hook him up. He got a, a pastel coral glow ball python. And over the last couple of months, she's just been like coming in and being like, oh, my God, it's eating great. And, you know, it takes the food right off the tongues and it's going into a shed cycle right now. And just, you know, keeping me informed and everything. And then maybe a month and a half ago, maybe – yeah, about a month and a half ago, she calls me up and she's like, it's Caleb's birthday. He wants to do a tour at Nerd. He's got a list of animals that he wants to see there. He's been checking out the videos. He's been watching your guys' social media and all this stuff. And, um, I, you know, I want him to have a good time for his birthday. And so I'm like, let's do it. Send me this list. So on his list of things that he wants to see, he wants to see a Gaboon Viper, a uh, Red Spitting Cobra. He wants to – he's already seen the King Cobra, so he's like, uh, King Cobra, I've seen those. Uh, so he's like, I want to see a, a yellow-tailed Kribo. He wants to see the Pataias, the giant-keeled rat snake from Southeast Asia. He wants to see Spilotes, the, the tiger rat snakes from South America. So all big, aggressive, like, colubrids or, like, defensive colubrids. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's get this. So, <laughs> so, um, so we come here. And she's, you know, they're filming me in on the ball python. The ball python is doing amazing. They're showing me pictures. It's growing super nice. It's doing incredible. And so, you know, we're hanging out, walking through. We're, we're you know, going through, uh, looking at some ball python, looking at this, looking at that, looking at some colubrids. I was showing them some corn snakes, some of the weird ones that we got. And so we get to the our cave room, which is like an entire room that's made to look like the inside of a cave. And we got yeah, we just built into the wall. It's super cool. So we get into that room, and I'm like, okay, it's go time. Let's look at some big colubrids. So I, uh, you know, I take out the tiger rat snake, the spilotes, and uh, it's you know maybe six, seven foot, and I'm holding it, and he's just like checking it out. He's super 
pumped. And it's not being defensive. You know, it's giving a little throat puff, but it's not trying to bite or anything. I was like, okay, so you want to hold it? And he's like, yes. And his mom's like, oh, I can't hold you. And so he's holding this, this tiger rat snake and he's just like so amped, so excited. And you can just see it on his face. He's just like, it's like the highlight of his freaking year that he's got to check this out. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him about where they come from and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then I, uh, I fed the other one that's in the room so he can watch it eat because they eat like super fast. They can eat an adult mouse in like under six seconds. It's ridiculous. And so we're, we're talking about that. And I didn't have any Krivos to show him. We, um, are, we had sold the adults that we had and then the babies we had sold off like, they were like hotcakes. They were gone. Um, but I had the Pattaya still, the the giant killed rat snake from Asia, Southeast Asia. And they get like 11 feet, 12 feet long. They're huge, massive. And we've got one that's like probably 10 foot, a melanistic one. And so I take it out and he is just like awestruck. He's just staring at this thing like, oh my goodness, that is incredible. And um you know, just getting to see that like look on his face of like, I remember when I was a kid and like going to a zoo and like seeing reptiles and stuff or going to like this reptile shop that was in Rhode Island when I was a kid and seeing a blood python in person. And I was like, ah, losing my mind because I was, it was just like the pinnacle for me. Blood pythons and reptiles were just like unattainable back then for me. So I was just like over the moon and just seeing this kid who's like, into these reptiles you know he sent me the list of the stuff that he wanted to see and it wasn't like oh i want to see a bearded dragon it was like i want to see a giant killed rat snake from southeast asia and to be able to like hook that up and i got a, a picture of him you know holding this pelotes and holding that that tie so i'll have to send it to you guys because like you can just see that this kid is like beaming and then his mom is in the background like oh i don't know if i can do this <laughs> The kid's three and a half foot tall, and this killed rat snake is ten, probably ten and a half feet long. So he's like just <laughs> holding it stretched out there, and it's just it's the coolest thing ever. And you know when people, when they took that tour, you know she's holding the ball pythons and everything because you know now that she's had one in her home and she got to experience it and kind of get to you know they're not as you know scary or foreign. Um, she just kind of like came to understand them a little bit better, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Um, when you're not informed about something, things can be just like way out there and terrifying and, and yeah. negative and all this stuff. And then now she's got a pet ball python and she loves that thing to death. And like, you know, she's still a little like when it, you know, if it puffs up a little bit or hisses when they go to pick it up, she's still like, it makes me jump. But she loved that snake, man. And, you know, they were playing with the water monitors and and getting to like share those moments with people who are younger who are getting into the reptile hobby is like, boom. I don't know if it gets any more positive than that for me because, you know, there's a lot of people online who talk about, oh, well, uh, you're doing your YouTube video wrong. You're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. Um, and, you know, they have got a lot to say. But when I ask them, like, who are you bringing into the hobby? Like, who, what are you doing to get people into the hobby and get people interested in reptiles? And they're like, well, I breed my snakes. And I'm like, cool. So if they don't see you on Morph Market, you're not changing anyone's mind. Like it's less frequently now that I'm able to interact with people because of COVID, but we are still doing like a ton of private tours for people who are like, you know, they're, they're one person in their family is super into reptiles, but they're going to have the whole family come to nerd and, and do a tour to check everything out. And almost every single tour that there's someone who's afraid of reptiles by the end, I have them holding something almost every single tour. And when we were doing the tours before COVID, 
every single tour. I had one person who would stand out in the hallway at the beginning, and then at the end of the tour, they're holding the ball python, saying that they want to get a leucistic because I, I have one that's like a really great show animal. I called it marsh. I call it marshmallow, and it's a blue-eyed leucistic. So it's just like a super squishy ball python, all white, blue eyes. Put that in somebody's hands who's afraid of snakes, and they're going to love snakes. It's just – it's over. It's all over for them once they hold marshmallow. So that sort of like – that sort of stuff like just super geeks me out and getting to see – there's like maybe two dozen or three dozen kids locally who are like all under the age of 12 who are diehard herpers. They're like reptile fans or arachnid fans. There's one kid who's like – He's probably 10 years old or 11 years old right now, but he's like a, rep, uh, a spider kid. He just loves tarantulas, and his dad's like, you know, that's a little weird, but you're my kid. I love you. So they've got like five or six tarantulas, but when they come in, he'll always like, you know, ask me, you get anything cool in? He's, he's like, I'm looking for a spider <laughs> right here. And uh, getting to see that next generation of kids uh, or, you know, of people coming into the hobby, that always is just like the hype for me. I don't know if it gets any better – than that because I remember being that kid and you know if I had had the opportunity to come to nerd when I was a kid because like when I was young I didn't realize that nerd was you know not that far away and then uh you know trying to convince my parents that you, we, let's drive an hour and a half to New Hampshire to go to this reptile store when like you know my mom's into reptiles and she's into arachnids and stuff but I like eat sleep and breathe reptiles since I was born and nothing else is interesting like there's hardly anything else that's interesting to me besides reptiles so to see kids like that who i'm like oh that was me when i was that age like that kid caleb when he took his first tour here he's what four or five years old and literally almost every species that i brought out he was like oh that's this oh that's this oh that's this and there was like one thing that stumped him but this kid was like oh no i saw this in a book i watched a youtube video about this thing that thing's amazing that thing's cool like i just remember being that kid and to be able to like give that gift to a kid who's getting into the hobby, it doesn't get better than that. Like I like selling my snakes to people and seeing people who are, you know, happy with the snakes that they got from me that I produce. That's cool and everything. But being able to, you know, foster this excitement for reptiles in younger people is just like, that's as cool as it gets for me. That's, that's the most positive thing that you can do. Robert had a moment like that this weekend. I did. Yeah. I had a, I had a lady come up. She had two boys with her. Who were probably Katie? You talked to them too when they came back yesterday. Oh yeah, they were probably what eight, ten years old, and uh, uh, she said she the oldest one was probably eight. The younger yeah. one was probably closer to seven. Yeah, she said when she walked in the door of the show, she was hyperventilating because she's deathly afraid oh, yeah. of snakes. And <laughs> but the two boys were obsessed, so she took them around. She bought uh, uh, one ball python from um, from Bryce, and then bought another one. I don't I don't know who she got it from. And then she came to me because she did not want them to be in glass tanks. And luckily, this is the first show that I have bought, brought the one tub rack to for that exact person. Mm. And uh, she said, I want them to be able to be in something dark where I can't see them. And from what everyone's telling me, it's better for the snake. And, and so she ended up buying two one tubs and then went over to Andy and bought two thermostats and bought... Um, all, you know, stuff to put in there, substrate, got everything set up, and then came back yesterday. She and, came back on, because I talked to her on Sunday. Yeah, she came back yesterday, because they had such a good time, and I'm pretty sure when they walked out, I saw them with another bag in their hand, 
So she said when we talked to her, because she came over and she was like, hey, I was here yesterday and I I was very ill Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I was not so at the show there, Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't my table. We're just friends, but I can help probably. <laughs> if not, I have his number and I can call him and he will be right back. Because <laughs> it was right after Robert had walked away. And so she was she was concerned about the heat. And she's yeah. like, you know, I just got it yesterday. And I'm like, okay, they, they need time to acclimate. This is not an instantaneous. Yeah. I was like, I promise your snake is going to do what it needs to do for itself. Uh, yeah. And then I she said, I should have just bought that six control. tub over there and just bought five or four more snakes. <laughs> that's what she did. Like, that's exactly where she was 24 hours <laughs> after hyperventilating. She was yep. like, we're going to leave with something else. I just know yep. what's happening. And I'm like, what? Improvise, so, adapt, overcome. You know, modern issues deserve modern solutions. She was, was, and right. she was so funny. She was like, "I just, I need to get bit once so that I can just yeah. overcome get that fear." Like. like that's where she was, and I was, I was gonna, like, "I've I'll been in this for sixteen years. I've never been bit. This is I, not a necessity." <laughs> I, I, I offered to take her over to John Grant so she could watch someone get bit. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. And I showed her Logan. You know, Logan had got bit yesterday morning by that big corn snake. So he walked yeah. over, took his Bless bandaid off, and, and showed her. And it was like, look, it's no big deal. And uh, yeah. my son's 10 yeah, years you old, and, Robin. He you got and Logan chomped on yesterday morning. Blood all over his hand. It was. Yeah. He was like, I got bit. I was like, what the <laughs> hell bit him? <laughs> he was just like so I thought about well, it. He was laughing. The, there was when it was... It was yes. latched on his arm, and he was he laughing. Was like, you gotta get it off. Well, there was the hawk there, and I thought maybe the hawk got him. And then there was uh, Callie had her kawadi there, and I was like, well, maybe maybe the kawadi got him. And then you're like, no, the corn snake bit him. I was like, what the hell? The what now? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oof. Yep. Uh, oh, but he had just he had just been he was holding. So chill about it though. He, he had just like, been holding Otis. And I don't I don't know if the, the snake smelled the puppy on him and smelled like mammal, Ooh. so she decided to take a bite. Or what? But Russell, who we got it from, said she's never bitten anybody, and and uh, she was fine when we got her home last night. She just she just wanted to see what he tasted like, I guess. <laughs> nice. It's crazy. Well, that's People what's... ask me all the time. They're like, "Oh, you work at Nerd with uh, you know reticulated pythons and monitors and blood pythons and all that stuff. You must get bit all the time." And I'm like, "Nope, I hardly ever get bit. Honestly, yeah. it's very infrequently that I get bit." <laughs> Yeah, and I don't. Even, that's what people ask me all the time. How often I get bit, and I was like, I, I do everything I can not to get bit. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Also, when I used to be a zookeeper and I work with venomous stuff, be like, how often do you get bit? I was like, or have yeah. you been bit? I'm like, no, I'm good at my job. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you don't go to a doctor or like a surgeon. And go. Uh, how many folks have you killed? Like that's not. That doesn't. Well, James, <laughs> could job. you imagine? <laughs> Katie, Katie told me about. Uh, about you jumping out of your skin last week when one of your big female sandboas launched out of her tub at you. <laughs> that happens every now and then. Every now and then I'll just be, I'll, like, I'll go to move a water dish and it just freaks them out. And here they come yep. and they're right there at the edge. Yep. And I'm just, and people will laugh at me when I, when I jump from stuff. I'm like, I don't want to get bit. I'm going to no. move out of the way. I'm not. Yeah. Or, and that's what it's like JT has said. He doesn't want to have hot snakes because he knows how he is with non-venomous stuff. There's no reason for him to have venomous <laughs> he, he stuff. He gets bitten too much by the non-venomous stuff, yeah. Oof, I can't even imagine, ah. dude. Mm, 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 mm. Nope. Mm, mm. But, well, there, there yeah, was a guy at the show this weekend who has been at some other shows. He was at the Temple show a few months ago walking around with his hand swollen up like a catcher's mitt because he got bit by a pygmy rattlesnake the day before. And, and he started like, the expert, what are you doing, bro? Yes. What the- I, 
I'm like, are you, I asked him, I said, are you going to the hospital? Nah, man, I'm good. He never, I asked him yesterday, I said, your hand heal up fine? He said, oh, it's a little sore sometimes, but yeah, it healed up fine. Okay. He's like, this, this finger is coming off a little bit, but you know, you don't need the pointer finger. That's just, that's just your trigger finger. So what do you need that for? Right, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's turned black and it smells weird, but other than that, it's well, fine. He, he said it wasn't even his snake. He was over helping a buddy of his. He goes, because the only venomous I keep are death adders, so I really don't want to get bit by one of those. Oh, I love <laughs> death adders. I yeah. love death adders so oh, much. Wasn't that mm. Cody has a death adder that looks yep. amazing? Mm-hmm. It was like a hypo or something, and it was all. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Those are so pretty. Yeah, I, I yeah. want a gaboon. I'm getting a gaboon at some point. Well, have you seen like a really, really big gaboon? Like yes, a I big, had one. When, when I was a zookeeper, we had one. We had one that actually went. She went nine months without eating. We got her, and I'm assuming she was an import or something. We got her uh, nine months without eating. And so around month six, we started having to catch her by hand and give her injections. Yeah. Uh, so that was my crash course to, uh, as the yep. only reptile keeper, it became, <laughs> all right, I know you've never done this before, but here you go. Here are snake yeah. tubes and a hook. Figure this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember I went to the Hamburg Reptile Expo, and they had an adult female gaboon. or I think it might have been an adult male, but it was huge, like absolutely huge, bigger than a, a loaf of bread around, like a good-sized loaf, oh, not yeah. just a regular loaf of bread. Big, just mat, probably five foot, and it was in a bigger than a 41-quart tub, but the thing filled up the whole damn tub, and you put your hand on the top of the tub, and your hand, it's like – I got big hands. I'm six foot tall. And the thing was just yeah. as big as my hand. And the thing on the thing said, on the top of the tub said, only eats live. And I was like, who the hell is going to buy this giant ass gaboon viper? What is it's going a, it's on? Hamburg. From what I understand, a Hamburg, anybody will buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that's their favorite. They're like, let me just throw a rabbit in there. And you're like, why would you do that? Oh, my God, you monster. <laughs> at, uh, this- at Pets of Plenty here in Houston, Andy Maddox, he has a huge gaboon viper. And it was Dude, the first Andy's time I'd ever seen one of Oh yeah, yeah. He just got some cool stuff in there, and that gaboon is uh, the first time I'd ever seen one that big, and, and, and it blew my mind. I mean, I'm like you. I'm six foot. I'm a big guy, and I don't think I could spread my hand out over that thing's head. I, obviously, nah. I wouldn't want to, but you know, but it's still, huge. Yeah. it's okay. This female that we had, two inches, went, it'll go right through. She, <laughs> right. Well, she went. I said nine months without eating, and all of a sudden, on month nine, I threw a rat in there, and she just went for it. And from that point on, she's like, "Oh, this eating thing is good. I'm gonna keep doing that." Yeah. And then. Uh, so we didn't have, and this is gonna sound bad. We didn't have anti venom for her mm-hmm. at the zoo I worked at, and uh, ended up having to send her off to another zoo until they got anti venom, which happened after I left. So while I worked there, the uh, bite protocol was don't get bit. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's our bite um, protocol here at Nerd. We 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 have a conditional permit, so if we have any envenomations, we lose our permit here. So we yeah. are super careful. That <clears throat> well, they, when they sent it back from the zoo she was at, she's she is probably now. Between five and six foot, and easily as big around as a two liter Coke bottle. Yeah. Um. So she's in a in a room that's probably like fifteen by ten, and it's set up like a like a safari tent, like there's someone's on a wild African safari, and so she just cruises around the floor, and it's a big room, and she still looks massive. It's not just a tent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a desk in there, like a board. Like a scientist died. It looks like he and died. It looks like he has died in this. Like on the chalkboard, it has all these like facts it, about. There's all these. About the snake, the and, and then it, where he was working. It's my favorite example. And then it says the bite is fatal, and the fatal like squiggles off to the end, like he died as he was writing fatal. Yeah. <laughs> oh and, boy! Uh, so it's I the mean, is super it the cheesy exhibit or what? Super <laughs> that's, cheesy. Me- that's messed up. That's messed wow. up. Sorry. 
anyways, but yeah, but I I know how big they can get, and and I want one. Like I I love them, but I, I cannot do like cobras or any elapids. They scare the crap out of me. Nah, most elapids. Honestly, the the thing with elapids is like, uh, unless you're pissing it off, it looks like a king snake. So like, what's the point? You know, unless you want to sit there and harass your animal all the time, and then I'm like, why why do you want an animal that you're just going to harass all the time? It's like a puffer fish. Yeah, everybody's like, I want a puffer fish. I'm like, don't do that. James, they must not have her anymore because I'm on their website because I wanted to see if they had a picture of her and she's not listed under the venomous snakes. Uh oh. Well, so does our zoo actually just reopened last weekend? They have been uh. closed since COVID hit, but because of, they were supposed to open right before Hurricane Laura. And then they had significant damage during Hurricane Laura and Delta. And so they have finally gotten it to where you can even walk through the zoo again. Because um, oh, wow. I think we may I think we may go this weekend. Yeah, they really show yeah, they show yeah. Cambridge, Copperhead, Cottonmouth, EDD, yeah. and uh, Western Pygmy. I don't know. I know we, we had one at one point and she died. It was like when I first started. She died shortly after I started from um ovums that she never laid and they went bad inside of her and she got an infection from them and then we replaced her with this one who is massive but uh i'll have to go this weekend and see if she's still there she's huge but uh i was like the the black mambas that pia and cody have looking at those guys just looking at them scare me huge huge they're massive and then those huge cages and they still look Mm. big Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cage is like eight foot by four foot by four foot with giant I branches. Touching, I still can't wrap my head with... around, but I was in there. Like I, I, like I remember standing in the middle of the room, going, "Everything in here can kill you." There's yeah. a lot yeah. of stuff in this room. Yeah, I, and I'm just I, I, like I was never scared. I was never freaked out. Like none of that. Um, but I just remember like being in awe. I mean, I didn't know half the shit that was in that room because I was strictly there as a spouse because I got to stay <laughs> on a house on the water. Let's be real. Um, had a great time. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, this was his vacation. I just tagged along. And but it but I I was in awe at what they had and how gorgeous everything was. And it was mesmerizing. Yeah, there's some incredible animals over there. Well, in fact, those mambas with those giant uh, glass fronts on them, you can get like two inches away from that thing's face and realize that it's looking at you. Like it's not mm-hmm. just like some snakes that are just like their eyes are open and they're in the room. The mamba is actually looking at you in the eyes and you're like, oh, damn, this thing knows it can fuck me up. You can see my soul. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, I had the same feeling with Andy's the first time I went up there to, to the store. I'm like, there's like, like a quarter inch of glass between me and a mamba that would, yeah, destroy Just me. wreck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've said before, I like my snakes dumb and slow. Give me dumb and slow snakes. They're like me. <laughs> I don't need a snake that's out trying to outthink me. I don't need a snake smarter than me. I'm not. Shut your boy! I will beat you with my flip flop. I'm not gonna make a joke. Don't you even. <laughs> you can't set you me up for a joke. I'm like gonna that. go get my vegetables that you think smell funny and eat them. But don't not in here. Well, then you better be nice to me. Yeah, and keep your vegetables. James doesn't like vegetables, and I have. Vegetable stir fry for dinner Ugh. with ramen noodles and boiled eggs. You're None of that sounds it. good. <laughs> None of it. Sounds awful. Awesome. That sounds horrible. That sounds like a punishment. Oh, <sighs> oh, so all right. So I do want to say one thing from this weekend. I got to meet our February contest giveaway winner. Hey, I, I wasn't didn't. there. I know you were at the table and Katie was at the hotel sleeping. I 
And the only reason I knew the only reason I met her is because I was walking around with Andy selling uh raffle tickets for the cooler they were giving away. Uh, that raised money for the Herps Family Foundation and for his he's got a, a fire uh a fire department, a fire station that he raises money for. Um so we were doing that and as we were doing that, uh she just happened to be there buying using her one hundred dollar giveaway uh gift certificate from Southern Reptile Supply and uh Karen used it to buy a hundred dollars worth of gecko food. Like a yeah. giant bag of panchia. Pretty cool. So that was awesome. But I wanna real quick I want to jump into our giveaway for this month, and I'm going to let Rob pick the number. Do you want to pick that? Oh, Rob, I was going to ask him if I was going to do it like in the middle of our conversation about the Gaboon Viper and like throw people off, but go ahead. Well, it's in the middle of the podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, all right, <laughs> Rob, I need you to give me a number between zero and nine. Nine. <clears throat> nine. So, so far, Okay, I'm not gonna say all three numbers because I won't be able to listen to all three episodes. But we're at nine. But if you have all, right. all three numbers, if you have all three, it's funny. It's pretty funny. So remember, keep up with all the numbers. There's one more coming uh, next week on our podcast, and then you will tell us all four numbers. I think my corn snake is taking a dump right now. Why? Why? Well, its tail's up in the air, right next to the end of the tub, and Where? it's the one. Look right there. It's taking a shit. Oh, that's funny. Sorry, nobody can see that, and I just want everybody to have to deal with the fact that they know that my my corn snake is shitting while I'm sitting here. What is it with what is it with guys and poop? What do you mean? Poop is funny. It's a Burmese python thing. Poop is poop is funny. I mean, no. I know there's a book. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. But I'm I'm one of those people who I don't think farts are funny, and I don't think poop's funny. Okay, I don't like it at all. Rob, we can't be friends because far too like, funny. I understand when my ten-year-old no. students want to know how animals poop, and that's the first question they ask me because they're ten. You're a grown-ass man. Sometimes it's yeah. funny. No, Get it? it's sometimes funny. Okay. No, it wasn't funny today when I had to pick up my tortoise because it was eating dog poop. Well, your dog what are you was eating about? tortoise poop, so there you go. So the dog was eating tortoise poop, so they were just sharing. I guess sharing. Is They're sharing. actually caprophagous, so they, a lot of tortoises I'm do sure, eat poop naturally. It's I'm, part of their diet. I'm sure that a lot of people would be like hating on me and exploding on me for earlier today. What? Did you eat we, poop? No. Oh. That is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, that's the conversation we were having, and then no, you just like no, no. Rubble like you're trying to smell her breath. I felt bad because our so our dog she was inside and you had let the tortoises out to eat the clover in the yard. I was like, they're all big enough. I'll be out here with her. She's coming out with me because she's jumped into their yard before and has never messed with them. Yeah, so we got sulcatas and then a pit bull puppy. Well, she's a year old. She's now. over a year old now, but she had her little tug of war toy and she drops down in front of our 90 pound male tortoise and like has her butt up in the air and she's shaking and she's trying to get him to pull on the other side of this tug of war toy of course he has <laughs> he wants nothing to do with her and he just stares at her like well she's afterwards stupid. she would she would run across the yard run back jump straight in front of him bark she would bark at him he'd do nothing and, and she'd he run would off just look at her and then she'd run away and then she'd come back and do it again i'm like he's not going to play with you baby but she didn't want to play with me so She's out of luck. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I'm sure people would like for those like, listening. This this week's number is number nine. This episode is brought to you by the number, the number nine. nine. Okay, so we, we've anyways, we've given our, done our sorry. giveaway. What? What? I feel like I, 
my lack of sleep is starting to catch up with me, so I'm I'm not making coherent sense. So, so Rob, everyone sees all the stuff online from Nerd and all that. I know that you one thing you deal with is blood pythons and short tails, right? Mm-hmm. What else do you have? Um, I keep scrub pythons. I, I love scrub pythons are probably my favorite. But like, so you're a fan of you're a fan of historically things that like to bite. Uh, if you go by what the like most people say, yes. I got a, a lot of bloods and short tails. I breed them, and I I only have like maybe one or two out of my fifty or sixty that you can't just like reach in and scoop right up. Most of mine, I can literally just touch and put on my face and everything, and, and they won't do anything. It mostly has to do with how you handle them because yeah. they're, they're snakes that don't put up with crap. I like bloods and scrubs because they don't put up with BS. If you try and come in there and be like, I know what the hell I'm doing, and you just handle them however you want, yeah, they'll mess you up because you're being an idiot and not respecting them. But if you respect them, it's a completely different conversation. That's why I like bloods and scrubs. Those just, I remember those are snakes when I got into the hobby 20 years ago. Those were snakes that were like, they bite. Yeah. But yep, I see so much. many now now that are – especially bloods now are so much – they've been bred so much now too that it's they're far calmer. Are children's yeah. pythons known to be bitey or just ours? Mine's a bitch. I no, have met way more that bite than ones that don't. <laughs> yeah. My, my, I thought my children's python would grow out of it and she, she did not. Mm, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. You want to hear something funny? Go ahead. Yes, go. I uh, I got my first corn snakes last year. I've never kept corn snakes before. I've been keeping snakes for almost twenty years. I've never had corn snakes. I got I got some last year for the first time ever. It's awesome. So, what was your first snake? My first snake was a ball python. Oh, super cleverly named Monty. You know. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I've never, never had that one before. Never, never before. Um, I got him in two thousand three. I think it was 2003, and he was a, a year old when I got him. I still have him. Technically, my mom has him now because she fell in love with him, and we used to do educational shows, so she like would bring him to all the programs with me and everything. And so my mom, you know, kept him because when I moved out, I brought all my snakes with me, and like I was like, no, these are mine, they're, they're mine. And you know, she had tarantulas when I was before I was born. So when I was little, I had spiders instead of snakes. Um, but after I moved out, she was like, I feel so empty without any snakes here. So she asked if she could keep Monty. And so he's still alive. He's still kicking. He's like probably 19 years old right now, either 18 or 19 years he's, old. He's 18 because that's the same year I got my first snake. Aww. Yeah, boom. I got and, a Brazilian uh, rainbow boa. He went, a, he went 11 months without eating once, like almost a full year. Mm. Really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. After seven months, because the first seven months I was like, yeah, ball python, whatever. And the summertime came, and I was like, okay, maybe something's wrong. So I brought him to the vet, and they were like, no, he's just being a ball python. He's cool. <laughs> and then one day, he was just like, yep, food's cool, and he just started eating again. Um, so I, I've got him. He was my first pet snake. And so my first snake was a ball python, right? Seven months later, I convinced my dad or my parents. My dad's terrified of snakes, so I wasn't allowed to have snakes when I was little. But I convinced my dad seven months after I had the ball python to let me get another snake. And I ended up getting Solomon Island ground boas. So that was like my oh. second snake and third snake. I, we had some friends, nice. so, some friends that were vending this weekend who own a pet shop and they've never had Solomon Island ground boas. And someone came oh. and sold them like six adults for super cheap. And one mm-hmm. of them's pregnant. And she's like, so what do I do with these babies? I'm like, you don't oh, want good babies. Don't. Yeah. And, and then someone else who had Solomon Island ground boas came and talked to her and said, sell the pregnant one as soon as you can. Yeah. 
and don't deal with it. I, was like, I told her, like, you're, you're talking like 30, 40 babies that are super smaller More, than a corn yeah. snake. They don't mm-hmm. eat. And I'm like, just don't do it. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a vendor that's been at the last two shows that had about 30 or 40 of them in one little container. And I asked him, are they eating? He goes, well, maybe. Nope. No. That, that was yeah, the answer. That is not it okay. is, it's not impossible to get the meeting. It's just that it's not your throw a pinky in there and get a meeting. You know, you got to do a little bit extra with them, either feeder fish or geckos or scenting and stuff like that. So if you and they have known to have litters of up to like 50 babies at a time. So, uh, you know, it's just very time consuming to have that many babies that are not eating the thing that you're feeding all the rest of your snakes. Yeah. One of our listeners got one and uh-huh. had 47 babies. And I was like, Jesus yep. Christ. That that whole group though, I really like them, but no one has worked with any of those guys. Those the Viper bows, any of them, long enough to one have them in the hobby and having babies that eat on a regular basis. That eat, you know, well rodents on a regular basis. That makes it easy enough for them to be mass produced. Because that's yeah. really for any of the snakes that are mass produced in the hobby, they've got to eat rodents. If they don't eat rodents, they become a niche thing or a niche yeah. thing for those that want to be fancy. <laughs> But because uh, I love viper boas, so I know I love viper boas, <laughs> but uh, I don't have any just because of that fact. I mean, they are they're tricky, especially babies and stuff. And most of them are still imports. I mean, it's, if you find a captive bred one, they're not cheap. Not anymore. Yeah, I love the viper boas. They're really cool. And it, it's not cool super looking. tough. They're like probably one of the easier ones to get on rodents. So unfortunately, this week, we are the ones with horrible Internet. Um, this is supposed to be a positive episode. I'm positive that my internet upset me. Positive that our internet sucks, and I'm positive that we pay too much for sucky internet. Uh, but I think we. I feel like, like but here's the problem. Okay. I feel like that's the thing across. I haven't met anybody that's like my internet provider is amazing. They're amazing. No. I love them. What the are you doing? Well, I have met like that are AT and T fiber, and we don't have mm-hmm. that in our area. I, I had AT and T fiber and switched away from it because I hated it. See, um, I don't know what it is. 2021 and we still can't figure out internet providers, now. right? The problem where we live is there's, there's only one, one. Unless you want, unless you want, uh, what's the satellite internet? Nobody AT&T wants satellite internet. Fiber is starting to lay down and apparently it's significantly better. What's well, laying down in nicer neighborhoods We're, we don't live in a nice we enough neighborhood. Know. We're not fancy enough. We don't enough. live in a new neighborhood. We live in a nice neighborhood. That's true. We so, live in an old neighborhood, which is great. Yeah, because no one comes here. As long as nobody complains about my yard. Covered in flowers. It's beautiful, and I can't get a good picture, and I'm saving the bees, James. Yeah, we haven't cut My yard alone is saving bees. Covered in clover, so it's just yellow and white flowers (laughs) all the way across our yard. It's so beautiful, and the sun hits it in the afternoon. Like, I just sat in the car and looked at our yard today, and all I could think was that the 85-year-old neighbor on one side of us and the 70-something neighbor on the other side who cut their grass every four days are probably going to complain about my yard. Be positive, Katie. Be positive. I want to make yard signs that say, save the bees, don't kill the weeds. Boom. Can I do that? I'm lazy. I haven't cut my grass. Well, (laughs) you don't cut the grass anyway, so there you go. (laughs) I walked outside today, and everything was covered in pollen, and I just wanted to turn around and go back inside. That was bad. Oh. James is allergic to grass. Yesterday. Oh my gosh. It was like 85 degrees in my car when I got in it this afternoon. Look, if I don't see snow or ice again for the next 15 years, I'll be good. I think so. I yeah, think I I, I'm that. on that train right now. I can't. I'm, my dad's from the Caribbean. I hate the cold. I can't stand it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm like, why did you pick New England? That doesn't make any sense. You went from a tropical <laughs> paradise to the Arctic tundra. It's not okay. <laughs> So I, I wanted to say earlier when you were talking about your, your positive moment in that kid is if I had grown up close to nerd like that, I'd have been there almost every day and every weekend. <laughs> I would have walked in and gone, do y'all have a, a yearly pass for tours? Can I just <laughs> – Yeah. Just, yeah. That's a good idea. Can I just start cleaning tubs? That's our, you can do a volunteer program. We, we used to do that, and that's how I got started at Nerd was when I was 17, when I got a license in a car, I, um, I just – I knew the peop- some of the people who work here through their online forum because back in 2000-whatever, 2006, 2005, online forums were the thing and not Facebook. Yes. So, um, so I had known a couple of the people here through their Nerds forum, and I was like, hey – I just want to get experience with stuff. If I come up there and just be your whatever, just tell me to clean poop, I will do whatever you want. And so I just came up here, you know, as much as I could afford to do. And I would just clean poop. I'd be like, what do you need me to do? Clean this rack. Okay. I'll clean this rack. What do you need me to do now? Uh, Go scrub these tubs. And there was days where I would literally just scrub CB 70 tubs for five hours straight. And that's all I did the whole time that I was here. Um, But that you know that was a huge opportunity for me to learn more about you know working with reticulated pythons back then they had a bunch of wild caught stuff and you know i'm learning from these guys who are you know slinging these giant you know angry snakes and all this stuff um and then last year just maybe a year and a half ago uh we got a letter from the labor board, the New Hampshire state labor board saying that we can't have volunteers here anymore um, because we're a for-profit business. So that anyone who comes here has to be either getting paid, they need to be part of a school program where they get credits or part of a work program where they get a stipend. So we can't even take volunteers here anymore because we used to, when I was downstairs working in the retail store, uh, you know, four years ago, uh, I would get in some of those kids who were, were volunteers and their their parents would come and hang out with them for an afternoon and they'd help me clean corn snakes and ball pythons or give crickets to the bearded dragons or cut up veggie trays and stuff for some of our herbivores or omnivores. And so I was able to, you know, do outreach with, with kids like that in that way. And we had a lot of people who regularly volunteer just to like get a little bit of experience and to learn some stuff. But now, uh, you know, New Hampshire state labor board was like, yeah, we'll fine you $10,000 if we catch you doing that again. So we don't do volunteers. anymore. All right. So my internet, my computer, something Katie's over there laughing her ass off and I'm trying not to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I'm glad you find this funny. Well, I thought it was funny because our kid just came in here. Because your computer connected There's to the Bluetooth speaker on the other side of the house. She could hear Rob and Robert talking from the other side of the house. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Poor kid. <laughs> God, okay. She looks so frantic, too. Oh. Uh, Bless her. All right, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to hit on. We didn't talk about anything on the discussion board. No, we'll say that that's I guess, okay. next week. Um, go check it out. Go check out our discussion board, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast yes. discussion board page on Facebook. You can see my, my new king snake is posted on there. Yeah. Because I'm happy about that. There was and it's a Harris calls. County locality, so it's local to where I live. Yeah. Fancy. 
local to where mm-hmm. I will live at you some point. I hate my mouse on my computer. I do hate your mouse on your computer. So, but, so it why doesn't I go work. On Facebook. Then Be- let me do it. Because so. move your hand out of the way before I. S- <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we have disconnected James's computer, connected it to my computer, which works for me, does not work for James. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, 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 oh. It's so great. No, it's, that's because you won. You don't have to edit this later. Nope. I'm going to take a shower and eat my dinner and go to bed. Anyone out there that has to ever edit podcast or anything, I've got 15 tracks that I'm going to have to splice together. Oh. And, and yeah, I'm cheap, so. Podcast room? Ouch. Well, and I'm, and I'm cheap, so I use Audacity, which is free and extremely fucking slow. Mm. And uh, good times. Good oh, times. all right. So one thing that did happen this weekend, uh, it's not positive, but I do want to bring it up, and I'll, I'm not going to go on a soapbox about it. Okay. But Sweetwater happened this weekend. Uh, the rattle, the rattlesnake yeah. roundup for anybody out there not, not familiar. Uh, it's maybe probably the biggest one in the country. Uh, so just know that a crap ton of Western Diamondbacks died this weekend, unfortunately. Um. I'm still amazed in 2021 with all these bans to keep us from being able to own ball pythons or whatever they're trying to ban. Sweetwater can still happen. Yeah. yeah. That was well, this year. They, this year they could have taken timbers in too, because they're now not like no longer protected in Texas. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. March That's 30th of horrible. last year, timbers and timbers and the Texas indigos were removed from the protected list in Texas. Wow. Oh, damn. Yep. Very sad. Wow. So, yeah, a yeah. bunch of timbers, I'm sure, died too. Man. Yeah. So, that's one thing I hope that, I mean, it's very hard to fight that right now while trying to keep our rights to keep the animals we do have. But hopefully, Sweetwater and all that can get into it. Oh, one thing that did get posted this weekend that we saw that Robert and I looked at and we're like, how the hell does that happen? Someone posted a picture, several pictures of a Woma python that ate a snake hook. Oh, you told yeah, me about that. Yeah, I've seen them try and do that before. It ate, it ate a handle first, all the way down past the hook. Oh, like, it like swallowed the whole thing? Yeah, not like yeah. just bit. Yeah, it's like you can see the see the curve in its neck, and you can see yeah. it pointing through. It didn't go all the way through the skin, but you can see the the tip of it pointing mm. in the skin. Oh, uh, but they they yikes. they knocked they knocked the snake out. They got it out of it. The snake survived, but damn, that's terrible. I Wilma's are. You know, not the brightest snakes. <laughs> I know they have a very strong feeding response. Yeah, I've seen them try to eat all sorts of things that they really shouldn't be eating. <laughs> oh, um, oh, one thing I do want to bring up again also is, I know we haven't talked about U.S. ARC much. Make sure that you are donating to U.S. ARC. Uh, That's right. Become a member. So, yeah, so, look, and the memberships, they, there's the $5 a month membership or just to make it easy. 40 bucks for the year, and you get a shirt. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how they make any money off that, and I feel slightly bad. That's the one I paid for, but I wanted the shirt. Doesn't the shirt change every year? Uh, every now and then. They have a variety of ones, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely, especially since they are so several years back, and I know Nerd is familiar with this, the Lacey Act, they fought to, to overturn the not being able to move uh, retics and berms, all your giant snakes across state lines. U.S. Arc won, and we're like, "Yeah, we won!" And now they're back again to try and do it again. Yeah, they're trying to change the wording so that they can 
make it so that you can't bring big constrictors and injurious species again across state lines again, which is ridiculous. And if, if that happens, all that 201 species of newts and salamanders will be on that as well. Really? That's yep. insane. Yep. I just, uh, it's obnoxious. It's, it's crazy. People making laws about stuff. They have no clue or idea about. And, and taking information, taking uh, advice from people who have no clue what they're talking about either. Yep. Uh, it's very discouraging. So, but if you are listening to this right now, make sure that you check out US Arc. They just made an Instagram yep. account. It's at US Arc underscore official. And they're posting updates on there. So they're, they're sharing interesting photos on there, but they're also sharing very important information about the proposed regulations that are happening around the country regarding – you know, bans on reptiles or bans on educational programs. Uh, New York's trying to ban shipping. South Carolina just banned tegus. Florida just banned tegus mm-hmm. and iguanas. And uh, we really need to band together. Everyone who's listening to this, we need to band together and fight this stuff because if we let all the petty differences between us separate us, they're just going to squash us like a bug. I agree. And, and as much as I would like to talk about that, I, my, I see my network is starting to go bad again. So let's wrap this up, unfortunately. Rob, if we people, will have you on again. We will have you on again when our internet doesn't suck. Uh, yeah, if, people want to, if, people want, if people want to talk to you, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, check me out on Instagram at Rob is Creeping It Real. Also check out New England Reptile at New England Reptile. Kevin, the evil morph god himself, is on Instagram at evil morph god. We do post stuff on Facebook a little bit. Uh, New England Reptile. You can check out our YouTube channel, New England Reptile. And then if you are interested in listening to me talk about other things with Jeremy, I've got a podcast called Reptile Talk. It's available on all major podcasting platforms, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, check us out on there as well. It's a lot of fun. It's short. We usually keep it to an hour. So if you got a quick commute, it's easy to listen to. Um, yeah, check us out. Rep- and on Instagram, it's at reptile.talk. I, I forgot to bring it up, and I meant to wonder, I meant to bring it up earlier. But yes, definitely check out his podcast. Uh, it's an awesome yes. podcast. All right, Robert, if they want to get a hold of you, Lone Star Reptile Racks. How do they Make do sure that? Make sure you say Racks. I did say Racks. Yeah, I know. Please do. Oh, okay. Anybody out there, if you're searching for them, don't stop at Lone Star Reptiles. Lone yeah. Star Reptile Racks. Gotcha. Because yes. there is a Lone Star Reptiles. Gotcha. Yes. LS and lots Reptile of people Rack. have been calling Rack. Earl, and I wish they'd stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Earl's a great guy. I actually went up to his place last Sunday and got to take a tour of his facility and picked up some rodent food. But uh, too many people are getting my business confused with his business and starting to cause some issues. So anyway, um, www.lsreptileracks.com or Lone Star Reptile Racks on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. And if you want to get a hold of me, it is simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook or the reptile gumbo podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, um, don't forget, make sure you listen to this whole episode. So if you're hearing this by now, you did listen to it. Uh, write that number God down. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I apologize. <laughs> write that number down. And uh, there's one more episode, and then at the end of the month, we'll give away a Herbstat 1 thermostat. So brought to you by Grant Family Exotics, John and Callie Grant. So uh, that is it for me. Let me get out of here before my internet decides it really doesn't like me. Thank you, Rob, for coming on. 
I, I, I'm going to try to be more positive. I'm going to try and be more like Rob. You are going to be more positive. My, Rob is going to be my do hero. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm going to be more like Rob. <laughs> so <laughs> that is our goal. But thanks for coming on, man. We'll, we'll do it. Hell yeah. So, all right. Better me.